We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Well, well, well. Game four is in the books. Knicks go to Atlanta, and unfortunately, we were not able to get the Hawks back for stealing home court the way that they did in game one. Tough loss today. Julius Randle started off okay. You can see he was more aggressive, got to the rim, took some crazy shots, but still ended 7-19 for the field, 23 points, 10 boards, and a rough foul that Vanilla Gallinari didn't like. Neither did Scott Foster and the referees. R.J. Barrett played a lot better in this game, 21 points, 53% from the field. But nonetheless, the Knicks got smacked up by the Hawks in game four. Must-win game. Nothing else to it. But it is what it is. Wrong screen. Starting off terribly with Boy CK. Next to Ashton Moss here, Knicks Fan TV. Brought to you by Manscaped. And yeah, rough, rough loss after a game four that was was very was needed. Like I said, they stole game one from us in the garden, so we were hoping to come into this one and, and steal one back in State Farm Arena. But we unfortunately did not. Ashley, how you feeling? Not great, CK. I've been better. Yeah. Um for a multitude of different reasons. I mean, for starters, you work for home court advantage because not because it's supposed to be easy to win on home court, but because it's almost supposed to be a guarantee, right? Mm. You're playing in front of your home crowd. You're playing on your own court. You're familiar with how um, it works in terms of, you know, the feeling of the court, the vibe, everything like that. The Knicks, you know, fumbled that bag. And that would have been a difference maker in this series because what had gone down in Atlanta would not have been a make-or-break situation for you going into Game 5. The series would be tied, right? right. So, um, you know, the Knicks allowed, and when I say the Knicks, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, allowed the intensity of the Garden to get the best of them. And in in effect of that, in, in spite of that, um, 
didn't get the job done. You know what I mean? They they didn't do what they had to do on game in game one at home. So now you're in the situation, and it's always hard. I don't really care how many Knicks fans travel to Atlanta. It is always hard winning on the road. You know, they right. say a series doesn't start until somebody loses at home, and the Knicks did that in game one. So game one. Um, it's that situation that's frustrating because it didn't have to be this way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also Julius Randle has just not been showing up. Um, and, you know, in the beginning, game one, I believe that game one sets the, the vibe, the tone for the series, right? So I know he was nervous. I know, you know, your first playoff series – it's okay, you get it, but it's a little odd to me to be so affected by the way he was affected when you're at home, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel the same way, no, but 100%. I feel like the nerves, I totally understand the nerves aspect, you know, I get nervous sometimes whenever I have to go live on TV, especially if it's my first <laughs> time on a certain network, that's happened to me, but next game or after a few minutes, you're kind of in it and you feel comfortable, so understand you know the first quarter maybe having some nerves at the garden but you're playing at home you know these fans are there for you you know there's no oppositions in there the ops aren't in there looking to take you down you're playing in front of family so it should have been a level of comfort that I don't know why he didn't have I don't understand why nerves got the best of him at the garden I would understand it more if he got nervous game three game four here in Atlanta um, but the nerves aspect, I just, I'm having a hard time understanding why you're nervous at home. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way about that. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, t- to be completely honest with you, game one, I was fully expecting that I, we had, we had been doing some pre, uh, pre series shows and I, on my own channel, so like that, uh, I, I, I full heartedly expected him and RJ to have a bit of the jitters in that first game because, look, man. But when for jump- the entirety of a game? No, no, no. I understand I, the first I, quarter, look, but the whole game? For game one. I'm talking about just game one. I'm not talking about for the both wow. games. I'm talking about just game one. I mean, it was to be, it could have been expected. I mean, uh, look, we we're not only are we jumping from, what, what 3,000 fans to 15 in a, a span of yeah. a week. You know what I mean? And especially for this team that was playing so well, I'm not saying that they would not have played this well if there were not fans in the stands. But at the same time, it makes a difference because they just – this team right here, the majority of this team, did not did not get to taste uh, the, the feel, the power, the, 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 the energy of the Garden as they did in that first game. And knowing that everybody was there, you're hearing the MVPs at a louder scale for Julius Randle. You're hearing, you know, the R.J. Barrett chants, so on and so forth. So it was expected to me, in my humble opinion, that there was going to be jitters in that first game coming from R.J. and, and Julius Randle. And I even threw quickly in there, but he said, no, I'm good. <laughs> you Don't worry about me, CK, because he played good in game one. But that was it. I thought it was going to be a wrap there. Julius Randle said it himself. He was, he, he was, he was rattled come into game two and have a better game and then yeah you can just see it's just been a weird series from home court to in Atlanta and even tonight where I feel like he played a little bit better it still wasn't to form uh to be completely honest I feel like and John Collins kind of uh hinted at it uh after I think game three uh the 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 simple thing is they just got in his head and they're letting Julius be be emotional and unfortunately that's just been who he's been his entire career. I've got a bunch of Laker fans who's been hitting me up. Like, yeah, damn, it looks like y'all getting that uh, purple and gold Julius now in the playoffs and looking like the same Julius you guys had before because it's true. I mean, John Collins says something. Julius Randle's in his ear saying something else, not worried about his game on the court. And it goes from him to Trey Young, who's they, – they, they're trying to get in his head, and unfortunately it looks like it was working um, up until this game. 
Uh, and I, so I'm, I'm right even, there with that's you. Even more, but that's even more of a reason why I'm confused. That's what I was just going to say. As to why he right. got in his own head at right. home. Right. I totally understand when you're on the road and they're chanting, Julius is overrated, and right. they have all these different chants that they do when you're at home. Regardless of how many Knicks fans showed up in Atlanta, you're still not home. So you're mm-hmm. still going to be the minority in the situation, mm-hmm. right? But to get that frazzled and and not feed off of the energy of people who you know are there for you, there's nobody there who's going to, you know, say you're overrated and get that chant going. That's not going to happen at home. So for mm-hmm. me, I expected more of the nerves in the beginning of game one, but I expected him to be able to play through it and feed off the energy from the crowd and use that to kind of have one of his best games. And if anything, I expected the nerves to happen more in Atlanta when you're in an environment where people are booing against you or, or chanting things that are, you know, getting in your head. But for game one and game two to not be two of Julius's best games in this series is troubling to me because that's where you're supposed to play your best basketball when you're home, when, you, when you're able to play in front of family and friends right. and fans. And it just, it didn't go that way. And that's concerning in itself. It's also concerning that there are aspects of his game. And again, I don't agree with people who are saying, you know, Julius is overrated and Julius is this, Julius is that. Yeah. I don't believe in that. I think you can't finesse an entire NBA season. And what Julius Randle has done in this NBA season cannot be ignored and it cannot be discredited. So we're not going to do that. But there are aspects of his game that are not translating into the postseason. And there are aspects of his game that aren't, that he's not, and the things that he can do well are also not translating into (laughs) the postseason. And there's something that there's a disconnect there. And if you watch it, there's a lot of, I don't know, there's just, there's a lot of things that are just not making the translation. And, and again, we said this before the series even started, the postseason's different basketball. The game changes and people think I'm crazy when I say that the game completely changes. And there are sometimes the things that you can get away with that you can do, like you can do well, you can do with ease in the regular season that you can't do in the post. And I think Julius is learning that the hard way. I don't think he's overrated. I don't think he's all these negative things people are saying about him. I just think that there are aspects of his game that he has not mastered enough. And there are aspects of his game that are also um, weak spots that are translating and each has a different effect on what he's able to do in this series in addition to nerves. Yeah, uh, 100%. We, we, you can easily tell the shot's not hitting the same way. And, and to, to your point that, you know, playoffs are a different beast than the regular season, that was something that I had mentioned halfway through the season, you know, being as excited as we were about his numbers uh, jumping up, especially from the three. Uh, what worried me was I feel like he was trying so hard to not be the 2019-2020 Julius Randle that he wasn't going to the rim as aggressively and as much as he did in the past of his career that I felt like he almost was going to go away from that game ultimately coming into the playoffs. And I think we're seeing that right now. I've watched several possessions in this entire series Mm -hmm. where he's been switched on to guys like Trey Young, Kevin Herter, and any of the smaller guys you want to mention. And even, shoot, even uh, Danilo Gallinari, who all respect, I get it. But guys like those where he should be running them over and going to his Julius Randle special and just being a bully 
And I feel like that's just something that I don't know if he's just having a hard time wiring it all together that I can shoot and still be a bully Julius Randle. I don't know if he's having a hard time with that, but uh, it it, it feels like more times than not, he's not, Mm -hmm. he's settling for the jump shot rather than going to uh, one of his biggest strengths throughout his entire career, and that's getting to the damn rim. Because I I really believe that that's something that would have helped us out up until this game is if him, R.J. Barrett, I mean, we see Derrick Rose doing it any way he can, whether it's the floater, push shot around the rim, Derrick Rose old 2010 uh, layup packages, he's getting to the rim. So I feel like guys that are as strong as R.J. Barrett and uh, uh, Julius Randle, they should be doing the same thing. Yeah, he's he's not playing big. Um, you know, he's not playing his size. And I think, and also he has some habits that work again in the, in the regular season that you can't do in a playoff series because you only have a certain amount of games to get it done. Right. So when you are someone who is not being able to deal with being double, you know, double teamed and you don't understand the concept of passing the ball when you don't have an open shot and you have the mentality that you always have to be the one to take the shot and you always have to be the one who has the ball in your hand you can get away with that kind of mentality in the regular season when if you lose a game you have 70 well in this case 72 more you know what I mean 71 more to go ahead and play right in the playoffs you don't have that luxury because every game counts and I think he has bad habits that he has to break because when you get into the postseason, a lot of the stuff you could do, like we said, in the regular season, you cannot do. Julius cannot play small. You cannot constantly have the ball in your hand when you're not the one with the hot hand. You can't constantly feel like you have to take the shot if you don't have the hot hand. You have to kick the ball out. You can't get frustrated by the double team. You can't go ahead and complain for every single call. You're not going to get calls. It's going to be very lopsided sometimes, as we can see. There are a lot of things that he was in bad habits of during the regular season that we spoke about, that we were frustrated about as fans, right, that have followed him into the postseason that are now affecting him, and you're seeing it more in high definition because now it's on a national scale. Mm. And also you're seeing how it can affect a series versus having the cushion of an entire very long basketball season. And we're, it's, it is what it is right now. And it's hard to make that switch just from the regular season to the postseason. It's very hard to just – it's not a light switch. And it's even, very, very hard to change And that. even uh, one more up in the series from game two to game three, making that kind of switch, making those kind of – you're 100% correct there. Uh, it's your boy CK2K, Ashley Moss, to my left, right. I don't know what it is on y'all screen. but on uh, your right. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm, <laughs> I'm all right. Uh, but, yeah, we're here holding it down. CP will be here shortly. As you guys know, he was in attendance of the game tonight, which leads me to this first super chat by Fat Boy with Kicks, who dropped $5, who said, so no one going to talk about the elephant in the room, huh? Every game CP goes to the Knicks lose. Check the tape. I ain't gonna put that on CP. You know, I put it on. I put on the fact that for the first time all all series, I put on my damn Kevin Knox jersey, and lo and behold, Kevin Knox gets put on the court when we're being blown out. So I'm gonna take the blame for this one. Y'all can put the blame on me. Don't put it on CP. Don't do that. Uh, Charlie Correa saying uh, with ten dollars, appreciate you, bro. He says I don't understand how we didn't take advantage and switch on trip. 
Sorry, I love this one. Sorry. I don't understand how we didn't take advantage of and switch on Trey on offense to bully him and open up opportunities. We look so lost with no offensive plan. Uh, yeah, I, I feel I feel like we've been saying that. I feel a lot of people in the chats have been saying that since game one. Um, we don't we don't take advantage of it. Uh, just like I mentioned, and Julius Randle's not the only one. There's been opportunities where he gets switched on. The only person I feel like who's taking advantage of it consistently was Derrick Rose. Uh, Derrick Rose, obviously, mm. from the jump, he's not – uh, Trey Young's not guarding Derrick Rose from the jump like that anymore, especially since he's been in the starting lineup. But at times where he does get switched over to him, you see that ball get to Derrick Rose so fast, and it always leads into a float shot or something around the rim. Derrick Rose takes advantage. But Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett a few times too, Reggie Bullock who could shoot over him. Like uh, these, guys, these guys, I don't feel like they, they're making him look a lot better defensively than he truly is, and that's something I completely agree with that we should be taking advantage of. Um, and not until Taj Gibson and him got into a little bit of a spat, an argument, a, a conversation, confrontation on the court uh Taj Gibson finally took it took advantage of him on uh, the one time he got switched over but I can't believe yeah. we got to take advantage of that for sure well I mean it you know blame is definitely on Julius Randle but I mean Tibbs Tibbs can go ahead and take some of this blame for sure. too for, for sure. a variety of different reasons yeah. um I don't understand the rotations again we're going back to old habits um, there was a moment in our season where the rotations were working, um, where it was like a philosophy, if it's not broke, don't fix it. We were winning. It was good. Um, it's it's reminiscent of Tibbs in the beginning of the season, where it's like, what court are you looking at? What game are you watching? Because it's not what we're seeing as fans. It's not what we're seeing in the stands. You know what I'm saying? It, it's a it's almost like a it's a different. It's it's like I, I compare it to the upside down. It's just like a different reality of he's getting out coached. He's getting out coached. McMillan is making the adjustments. He's making, you know, the plays are even better. And again, granted, we're in a deficiency in terms of talent. Let's make that very clear. We don't have nearly as much offensive talent as the Hawks do, but they're not nearly as good as a defensive team as we are. Knowing that, why are you letting guys out there chuck up long-range shots, 30-footers, things from the logo? Like, you guys don't have that kind of shooting power. What you should be doing is living in the paint because they're not going to stop you. It's not in their. It's not in the make of their team. It's just not in their DNA. You should be living in the paint. You should be getting those floaters, those mid-range shots. You should be getting the easy layups. There's no reason Julius Randle, as big as he is, should be missing layups in the paint. You should be bullying those guys. You should be in there, living there. They want. They want to stop you. They gotta foul you. Like. Settling for the long-range shots does two things. One, most of the time you're not going to make them because you don't have that type of power. You're not that type of team. And then two, all you're doing is making it easy for Atlanta because they know they don't have to foul you because they're not not even going to try to attempt to stop the shot because nine times out of ten you're not going to make it. So the Knicks were really playing to the – Hawk strong suits and their weak spots. They're not a defensive team, but you're making them so they don't have to play defense because you keep trying to win at their game instead of playing your game and making them come to you, and that's just not how you do it. So the Knicks, Tibbs included, did not, you know, help the situation. Tibbs did not help with his rotations. Julius Randle has been MIA. RJ Barrett, Barrett, I I love you, you, but, but you know, know, I got to give you the smoke as well. You haven't been showing up when need be tonight, today rather. It was a different situation. We got a little bit more glimpses of him, but for the most part, he's been missing in action. Derrick Rose has been playing one-on-five out there. 
This entire team, this entire time, Derrick Rose has been playing games. by himself. For four games. One game off the bench, and then the last three as starter, it's been the Derrick Rose show, and that's it. Maybe a little sprinkle of somebody on the bench, and that's been it. You're 100% correct there. And, yeah, I, I love that point. And the chat was, was snapping with you on uh, your point. Because it, it, we, when we settle for those jump shots, as you're seeing in the highlights right now, when we settle for those shots – um, and we don't take advantage of going to the paint. I understand the acapella. Cool. I, I, you're right. I get that. But there's still Derrick Rose is having no problems finding a way to get to the paint with Capella, with John Collins, with any of those guys in there. And if he's not having a problem with it, I get he's crafty with it. Then guys like R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle, who've been doing a good job with it, that's meant that's actually their game. They should be doing the same thing. I, I completely, completely agree with you because yeah. when we sell for those shots and we miss them because let's be real, we aren't shooters like that that we only make the damn job easier for uh, the Hawks, and we saw that today. Um, CP, I don't know if you are ready, but your camera's not up, but I got you here. But we just and you know what, though? While CP is getting ready, it's, it's baffling to me that you don't figure that out sooner mm-hmm. because it's not like you haven't played teams like that this season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like you haven't played teams. Most of the teams you've played have been more offensively talented than you because – you just don't have that type of a roster. And you've seen outcomes when you try to play the game of a team that's more offensively talented than you. You've seen what that score usually looks like. You know, nine times out of ten, it does nine times out of ten does not go in your favor. So so why you would go into this situation playing that same game, knowing the outcome is going to be what it's going to be. It doesn't make sense. Like, why aren't you making those adjustments? Why aren't you saying, you know, bringing your your team to the side and saying, look, you guys got to stop trying to settle for these three balls. I need you to live in the paint. That is our bread and that's our butter. RJ, why are you settling for shots from the logo? Live in that corner. That's what you do. It's just making something that you already know what the outcome is possibly going to be harder than it has to be, and that's the most frustrating part. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I couldn't agree more. Check, CP, what's check, good, man? Check. Coming back. Yeah, we can hear you, bro. We can hear you. Live and direct. Yes, sir. In Atlanta. Yo, the uh, Super Chats, the chat coming for you, bro. They're saying it's your fault, man. They're calling you a jinx. Bro, I gave y'all the most epic win in Madison Square Garden history. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was out there. We shut down 7th Avenue. I've been at every game. I was at the only game that we won. I was at the Spurs game that we won. Listen. You were at three games that we lost, though, so. Listen, we calling out me. We calling out Randall. We calling out this. Listen, I said this on the show before that. I'll say this now. In the series, the better team is prevailing. And right now, it's the Hawks, man. They are the more talented team. They are giving us the business. They are beating us in every facet of the game. Offensively, defensively, rebounding, coaching. They have the more dominant team. We just have to face the facts. We have reached our pinnacle, which is not bad. We have made it to where we can make it to. We've overachieved with Rand, with Tibbs. They did a great job this season. I'm not going to throw Julius under the bus like many have because we've said it all year that he is a 1B player and maybe a 2A player. We need more firepower. You know what I'm saying? We've always known that we need more at the point guard position. We know that we need more at the wing. And that's showing itself through this series. And so, you know, there's only so much that we can do to to try to win this series. At the end of the day, the Hawks have been the better team, and they're showing that. The Knicks have been the better team in one half of basketball. And that was the second half of game two, where they came back and won and their defense was on the point. But the, the, the fact remains is that they have a triple threat from the point guard position, something that we've been starving for. D. Rose is D. Rose. He's our guy. 
but he's not our point guard of the future. We cannot go into next year with him as a starting point guard. We need the starting point guard. You got zero points from Reggie Bullock at the three. RJ did what he can do, but, you know, he missed wide open shots. Bullock missed wide open shots. And what happened when the Hawks had their shots? Gallinari came back with a vengeance. Bogdanovich has been a beast. Collins. Collins himself went on a 7-0 run in the second quarter. They opened it up in the third quarter. You have Herder. They have too much firepower for us to try to stop, man. It's just that, you I, know, I've been to every game. We, I Listen, game. I will it's, agree with you in turn, and I think it's hard. I think it's hard to not agree with you in terms of, you know, the Hawks having more offensive power. That's, I mean, Stevie Wonder could see that. You know what I mean? <laughs> that it just is what it is. But – we, this is a team that we are evenly matched with because we have what they don't have, and that's defense. And we're not even playing to our strengths. So that's the frustrating part is we already know we went into this situation with a deficit, right, because we're not offensively talented like the Atlanta Hawks are. That just is what it is. But it's frustrating to go into a series and watch these games unfold, and you're not even playing to what you do have. And that's a strong defense that makes it hard for people to score. That makes them have to go ahead and work a little bit harder, take shots that they may not want to take. You're not even doing that. Yes, you can't cover everybody. you got to understand something. This Knicks defense, what Tibbs is trying to do, he's trying to take away the high percentage shot. That's the two-point shot and trying to avoid drawing a foul, right? So you're going to give up three-point opportunities. Yes, your rotations have to be crisp. I understand that. But you're going to give up three-point opportunities. But what the Hawks have is they have the firepower to convert. Whether it's Collins, Gallinari, Herter, Bogdanovich, Trey Young. I just gave you five people. Hunter, that's six people that are better three-point shooters than anyone that the Knicks have on their roster. You can't shut down everybody. I understand our defense has been lax. I understand we're giving up a ton of three-point looks. But when we have our three-point opportunities, our open ones, we're not hitting them. When they have theirs, they're hitting them, and it starts with their point guard, who we have not been able to stop all series. Yes, you're going to start D. Rose, but you're going to give up a ton defensively. You're going to try to trap Trey? Okay. The lob is over your head to Capella. He's got Collins on the wing. He's got Hurt on the wing. You know, I, I hate to sound like it's Hawks fan TV over here, but after having watched four games in a row of these two teams matching up, their offense is very good. This is a team that went 27-11 and 11 under Nate McMillan to finish the season. Hunter, as I said all season, he's going to be the X factor. He took Julius one-on-one. Then they have Capella shadowing Julius to, to cover him his drives. On top of that, the Knicks have not been a good team finishing at the rim all year, whether it's against the Hawks or any other team. So, it, listen, I, I understand we're, we're trying to find answers, but I just feel like at the end of the day we've come up on our number. We faced our number, and the Hawks just have our number. Maybe we can win at the Garden. Maybe Wednesday we can win at the Garden. I sure hope so to make a series out of it, but I just feel like the talent is prevailing. Kenny Payne said on TNT, he told Charles Barkley, this is a series of skill versus will. The Hawks have the more skilled players. The Knicks have will. Our will has gotten us here to the fourth seed, but if we did a draft, I just said this on the previous stream, if we did a draft of both teams... You're going to take Young first. You're going to take Julius second, D-Rose third. How many more plays are you going to pick before you get to RJ? Realistically. I just feel like the Hawks have a more talented team. Hmm. And this is why but, we, but I don't think anyone doubted that, though. No one ever doubted that. But no one but no one ever I, – I don't think anybody ever doubted that the Hawks had a more talented team. I don't think anybody in this chat doubted 
that the Hawks had a more talented team. But it's frustrating to watch the team fall apart at the seams, and they're not even doing what they can do. Like, if you watch the games, we're not even doing the things that we do well. None of it. It's like every single thing that you have somewhat mastered, have somewhat um, been able to do at a high at high efficiency, you have just completely thrown out the window. It's not so much about being, again, going back, I'll say this again so people who just got in the chat can hear me. I am 100% aware of the fact the Atlanta Hawks are more talented, and I said that this was going to be a fight. We're evenly matched in the sense of what they don't do well, we do better, but they're also a lot higher up on the offensive talent scale than we are. So it it was going to be somewhat evenly matched, but still a little bit uneven, if that makes sense. But it's frustrating to watch a team go into each game and just not play any type of remnants of what got them there in the first place. Because I feel like had it been the case, games wouldn't be such such blowouts. And we barely won game two, let's be honest. We barely won game two. And it's, it's frustrating to just watch a team not even compete. I mean, we're not even competing at this point. This game that just happened was a disaster. It doesn't even look like your 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 body's on the court, but mentally your mind's someone else, and that's frustrating to watch. It was ugly. You can only play but so much defense. At the end of the day, you've got to be able to match that offense. Of course. Score. But fire. we're not playing any CP. Yeah, but we don't have the firepower, though. We don't have it. We don't have it. My fault. My voice is going, but we don't have it. We, don't, we just don't have it. I wish I could, I could, you know, pull a rabbit out of a hat. You know, you had zero points from IQ. You had zero points from Bullock. Those are our top three-point shooters. Burks is, hasn't been good since game one. Game one, man. You know, how much more? We, we don't have the productivity to keep pace. Yeah, I agree with both. Uh, I, look, I, I, you're right. We, the, it all comes down to the fact that we got to match them scoring. Like that, I mean, we got to at least keep up. I can't yeah. say match. I don't think we have that to be able to match them scoring. But at the same time, I, look, I, I'm with Ash on this one because you, you, we didn't. our defense, we're not playing to our strength. And when we don't play to our strength, we look like the team that we saw here today. We were not playing to exactly. our strength. I, we're seeing – too many open shots, and you're right. They got the they got the dudes. They got all that. And the chat saying the same thing. You're 100 percent correct. But at the same time, if we're leaving them open, that's it's going to shine a lot more. And then on top of that, if we're settling for making shots with them just putting their hand up in our face rather than trying to get some else going for us offensively, we're playing into their strengths and we're making them look a lot better. I, I will not argue with either you guys or the chat on the fact that they have more, you know, whatever, more artillery, more talent, whatever you want to call it as it is. Sure. But at the same time, if we're not at least giving ourselves that fighting chance by playing the way that got us to this four seed, then we're going to look bad. I, I, sure, if we had I mean, Reggie Bullock, I'm sorry, I can't give you a pass on this, but if we had more open shots and we were missing those then this is a different conversation. But Reggie was probably one of the few guys that had a lot of those open shots that he was missing. But outside of that, we weren't getting open shots. We were settling for bad shots. Or when we got Trey Young on Julius Randle, we got Trey Young on R.J. Barrett, we're settling for an op- a mid-range shot over him rather than taking them to the rim, Capella there or not. So I just feel like one of the, the big thing, you're both right. I, I can't disagree with either of your guys' points, but the big thing here is if we're not playing to our strength, which has been our defense, which right now we look like a 28th overall defensive team, then we can't do nothing else. Well, scoring, everything, everything else be damned. My thing is this. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up on free squad. We look like frauds. Is what we look like. Is we look like frauds. Six five seven three eight three one five zero nine. My point is this, though, CK. Right. And we're gonna take calls in a second. My point is this. 
all season long, we have given up a ton of three-point attempts. That is the style of our defense. Okay. Check the numbers. Check the rank. Check where we rank in terms of opponent three-point attempts against. We're up there because our defense allows it. We give up a ton of open threes. We've been doing that all season. The difference is you're not playing teams throughout the season where one team's better, Some one team's worse, one team's better, one team's worse. You're playing a team that is consistently good at knocking down a three-point shot. When the point guard is putting pressure on the defense by himself, by being able to get higher percentage shots with the floater, with the layup, with the lob over the top, you're going to help in that direction, and you're going to leave the, the lower percentage shots open. The problem is is that they have guys that can knock it down. That's just my point. So there's only so much defense you can play. At the other end, you're going to have to match that. And I just feel like the Hawks' defensive schemes on Randall has been effective. He hasn't been good. I give you that. RJ hasn't been great. I give you that. But at the end of the day, their offense is outshining ours. And this but is we, but, down three to one. But we know, but here, I mean, then help me figure this out. Because, I, again, 100% agree with you. Again, 100% agree the Hawks are more offensively talented. But – Going back to the one point of you're just not playing what you can do well. You're not even manifesting and utilizing that. But also, there's no reason already in the offensive deficit, why are you missing layups? Why are you missing floaters? Why are you missing – why are you not drawing fouls? Why are you not taking advantage of turnover points? Why are you – like, it doesn't it, – I completely understand being, you know, in the deficit when it comes to offensive talent. I get it. But if you look at some of these games and you look at the numbers, you're not even doing the fundamentals okay. You're not even fighting in that capacity. You're going out there and you look just like a a jumbled mess of a team that most people would be like, how the hell did they get to the fourth seed to begin with? You have abandoned every single fundamental of basketball in this series unnecessarily you already are in a deficit again already in a deficit because the hawks are more offensively talented but you can't even do the basics that's the frustrating part defensively they've been good listen i've been at every game watching this team defensively they are good when you put hunter in there and you have collins and you have capella and you have whoever and bogdanovich it's a lot of wingspan in those passing lanes of course but you can't do the basics cp but they're missing wide open shots. The, the Knicks are missing wide a ton of open looks, too. I, you know, we have to have perfect games against this team, and we're just not and having them. The, I agree That's the big part right there. That's the, the unfortunate part. We got to play perfect. <laughs> yeah, we got to play perfect to match their open. I'm not even – I'm not even talking about perfect. I'm listen taking wins and losses out of the equation. I'm take that out of the equation right now. I'm not even talking that far ahead. I'm talking about perfect games so that we can go ahead and get wins. I'm just talking about going out there and looking like somewhat of a cohesive basketball team doing the fundamentals of that ba- I'm not seeing any of it it's just not happening and that's what's frustrating it's one thing to lose right but it's another it's, it's another thing on how you lose and we're losing in a way that's just disgusting to watch it's not only a Knicks fan but a fan of basketball you're completely falling apart at the seams every chance you get and it's frustrating I'm with you, Ash. I'm with you 100%. I'm, I'm here. You know, it's tough to see us get swept in these two games that we're out here, man. I, I wish it could have been a better result. I'm, t- I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you. Um, so to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up on the feed squad. I see a lot of super chats coming in. I want to shout yeah. out. Um, above the rim, sends a 50 dollars super chat. He says, uh, we wasted three games with Derrick Rose, gave it his all, should have used a big 
four teams to your advantage. Why not play the young guys who want to run? Anytime we run with the young players, it's a breath of fresh air. Proud of Obi. Basuto above the rim. So the super chat. Paul Robinson also sent a super chat. He says, CP, if Randall dropped 20 on 40%, we win game one and maybe game three. We didn't have to be perfect. Randall just had to hit open shots at the least. I understand that, but, but when do we give the other team credit for their defensive schemes? That, that's we, what I'm saying. I think it's a two-way street. I think it's a two-way street, man. Obviously, Randall has to be good, but I think their schemes are also good. You know, just have them watching. I like think we said last cool. show, they don't have to change nothing. They just keep playing us the same exact way because we ain't making it harder on them. You can't stop it. Why fix what's not broken? You're not making the adjustments to stop them. So why do I have to go ahead and, and change anything about what I'm doing offensively or defensively? It's working. You can't stop it. So whatever. I mean, I don't blame them. Salute to the Rhyme Animal, Chuck D. Everybody threw a hashtag PE in the chat to salute the legend. He says, uh, I can't buy the fact that the Hawks have more firepower and that's it. They hit the shots in their gym. Uh, Nate Mack made them uh, two-way players. Sixers have more talent than ATL, but um, they can't do it. That can't do it alone. D's got to be tougher. Salute to Chuck. I just feel in this series, they, they do have the talent, man. I, I just see it, man. Man, you got to turn out your volume, bro. In my opinion, um, D-Rose shouldn't start. Oh, I select second unit and Frank and Frank should start. In my opinion, Frank should start. That way you can that way you can um you know hello? Yeah, you hear you hear bro. Yeah, that way Frank can um um take care of Trey Young and then everybody can cover everybody else. I just don't feel Del Del Rose should be in the start in the starting lineup. And let's let's up the whole second unit. He, he should be with that second minute. In my opinion, Frank should start, and, and I feel like he should get the start just just to just to give us a chance, just to give us a chance. Just just guard him. Don't just guard him and and and, and you know make sure he doesn't score. Like that's 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 it. Like I don't know what Tiz is doing, but he needs to he needs to do that for real. Cause that's the only way we can we can take take this series and move on to the second round. I'm, I'm telling you, it's it, 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 it really do that, really. And that's all I got to say. Bye. Okay. All right. Appreciate you. Yeah, that was going in and out for me, CP. Can you give us the, the, the cliff yeah. notes? No, because yeah, we can't hear that. He basically said that uh, he was hoping that Frank would get in and, and start. Um, not So maybe that did, did, did that not come out through the chat? Did the chat not hear that? No, no, no. Only you heard it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, should, you guys should be able to hear that. Um. All right, hang on one second. Hang on. Yeah, basically he was saying that um, he, he thinks Frank should get the start. That's about all I got for I D. Rose. I mean, like I don't really. Was uh, hurt the second unit, but D. Rose came in playing with that second unit, especially in uh, in the first quarter. So, um, go ahead, Ash. What were you saying? I mean, I get it. Um, I don't agree with it per se. I mean, I, I said last show that I felt like um, – Frank should have started just so that it could, you know, allow, like he said, D. Rose to stay stay with that unit. But like you said, he came out playing with that unit, so it doesn't really make a difference. Um, and, again, I don't really think who starts who – I don't really think that's going to change the outcome of these games. I really don't, I really don't feel that that's the top priority list of the list of priorities of what is going to make or break this series. Like you said, offensively, we're just out manpowered. You know what I mean? But that's not going to stop who you start and who you don't start 
has no bearing on what's happening on that court in terms of just doing the fundamentals. So I don't really think at this point in the game um, they have anything to do with what's happening, unfortunately. Yeah. I really don't. And I also think, um, you know, another area where they're killing us, where we've never been good all year or consistent all year is in transition, whether it's off of our terrible play or our terrible shots or off of rebounds, <laughs> they get it out and going in transition, whether it's Trey running the break, Bogdanovich running the break, so on and so forth. They can kill us in so many ways, man. It's very difficult. Yeah, we had a, we had a couple moments in this game out in transition. Um, off of some steals and so on and so forth. But we've got to do that a lot more uh, when our offense is just not up to speed. And so, um, you know, with the Frank thing, you know, people are looking for Frank to start. That's never going to happen. You know, every time Frank started this year at the point, it's been a disaster. I look at the San Antonio game as, as a prime example. Tibbs isn't going to go that direction. I still think that he should get some minutes in the rotation. That's all I ask for. Yeah. You know, 30 minutes for Bullock might have been OD, especially when he gave right. you zero on the offensive end. I think Frank could have could have gotten in there a little bit. But, you know, at this point, this is what the coach is looking at in terms of his rotation. Yeah, I think we're past the whole Frank Yukina starting situation now here, about yeah. to go into game five. But, uh, yeah, I still don't see why he's not getting more than, what, 20 seconds or I guess now with garbage time he played a few more minutes in this game. Yeah. Uh, he definitely should be a part of – because when, when we're trying to find an answer for slowing down Trey Young – uh, and Franny Okina has not been at least uh, a thought of of that equation. Even um, whether I'm talking about like game two, game like before this point, we didn't even we haven't really thrown it out there and tried it. You know, I'm not saying I we should, he should start. I agree with you on that. I don't think like I said that's gone. But the fact that we haven't really capitalized or even tried it at all, and we know that Franny Okina has had a good history of guarding Trey Young, even if it's going to be in short spurts, we should at least have tried it. But I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see him making that adjustment at any time now. Going to game five, so I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't see it. Um, uh, CK speaking of game five. Do you have that that screen ready with the banner so I could just do the? Uh, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. Um, just let me know when you're ready. You're to good, go. bro. Yeah. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for your squad. Speaking of game five, we are giving away two tickets to game five plus a two hundred dollar gift card to the game and once again that is sponsored by our guys at Forzano Law Firm. Salute to my guys Anthony and David Forzano Law Firm. Uh, make sure you guys go out to go out to KnicksFanTV.com and sign up because we'll announce the winner on Tuesday at 10 p.m. on a special live stream and that is once again two tickets vaccinated only to game five plus a $200 gift card to the game and that game is on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Wednesday June 2nd. Uh, so make sure you guys are signing up. TM and Dave, make sure you guys throw the link to the giveaway in the form so everybody can sign up. Shout out my guy Rodwell Jeffrey, who came to game two. He was a game two winner and had the time of his life. And hopefully the Knicks pull it out with a win. Um, so Knicks fans, if you, if you guys have been injured in an auto accident, motorcycle, construction, slip and fall, trip and fall, nursing home abuse, or more, start your path to recovery and monetary compensation with my guys at Forzano Law Firm. Call them up, 718-372-1397. Ask for Anthony and David. Tell them CP the franchise sent you. And they offer free consultation and free representation unless you get paid. So once again, the number is 718-372-1397. You can also go to ForzanoLaw.com for a 24-hour live assistant. And you can go to their office, 271 Avenue U in Brooklyn, one block from the F train. So shout out my guys, uh, Anthony and Dave, for uh, sponsoring this giveaway once again. Make sure you guys sign up for it. 
And uh, head over to MSG, man. Head over to MSG and support those Knicks as we try to uh, get back into this series 3-2. All right, let me get back to Ron from Baltimore. Ron, you back up next, man. Yeah, it sounds better now. How you doing? Yeah, I know we're all disappointed. A um, couple things. Um, we, this is the defense we've played all year, to your point, CP. I mean, we're not going to change who we are now. I mean, we've, brought, we've had a drop defense where we help at the nail, and we've given up a ton of wide-open threes. This is just a bad matchup because this team hits everything. Yeah. I mean, uh, my whole thing with Tibbs is this. Uh, look, adjustments are made in the postseason. This roster is limited. We've got to be more versatile. We've got to get more versatile players. Um, my issue is I would have tried now looking back at the regular season, and to be fair to Tibbs, we were winning. But we needed to experiment with, with small ball lineups in the regular season more with OB. We needed to, if we were going to start Rose, and I understand why he did it, but if we were going to do that, I would have preferred getting 10 games in the regular season to get him ready and more chemistry. Because our whole regular season was based off of effort and chemistry. And, and to me, it's kind of like the Buck CP last year, where they played the same way and they got swept. This year, they've tried completely do different things on defense. They could, they could, they're multiple. They can do different things. And they, they've, they're having a much better player. I get it, the Bucks roster is much better than ours. I'm just saying, I think these are things that we, looking back on, have hurt us. Overall, though, I'm still very proud of the team. RJ played well. I want to just say that about RJ. Thank you. He, he, I was proud of how he played today. He was aggressive. He got out in transition. RJ did what I wanted him to do. Randall missed shots. The turnovers unacceptable. Led to the threes the other way. Yeah. Swung the game in the first half. I thought he got better looks. I thought he got better looks, CP. But overall, I'm proud of the team. The team will get better. I just think there's a lot of uh, things in the regular season next year that I think we need to see with better personnel so that we can be more ill-equipped to be the type of yeah. team. Thanks, thanks for the call, Ron. Definitely thanks for the call. You know, some somebody else had mentioned that, um, C.K. Nash. I was talking to somebody on the way to the game, and they had made the same point, like, uh, you know, we should have tried to start Rose earlier in the season rather than now to see, you know, how we impact the the, ro- the rotation off the second unit and, and impact the chemistry. Maybe the COVID situation derailed that. Maybe they did have plans for that. I'm not sure. And maybe, you know, the fact that he did catch COVID uh, kind of hurt those plans. And, maybe you know, he also said maybe putting Obi playing more small ball with Randall Obi, testing that out uh, um, early in the season, maybe that would have helped. Um, so that's interesting points by Ron. What do you guys think about that? But I, but I feel like Derrick Rose picked it up towards the end of that season where that whole like you're right because when he first came back from COVID like you saw how it was affecting his game but that turned around I want to say around what probably March and end of March going into April no, well, like what, he, what he's saying is, is is putting him in the starting lineup no no I'm agreeing but I'm saying to oh, your point no I, I'm, I'm to your point I'm, if that that to me that's a weak excuse if that's the reason because his game turned around towards the end of the oh, season where they should have still been able to do what he had said in, in stardom, especially if yeah. Alfred Payton wasn't giving us anything the same way he hasn't been giving us anything in the playoffs, which got him benched. It should have been the same thing. So if if that's the reason, if they're going to say the COVID thing, they're not sure if he could play. There was games where he was playing 35, 38, 30, you know, the, a lot of minutes, 
towards the end of the season. So he could have done it, and they could have tried it out a lot sooner. I, I, I'm willing to take the answer because we Alec Burks was gone, and you know they're still trying to figure out who would be the guy to hold it off on the bench if it's going to be quickly in Burks, if he can quickly do it by himself, quickly miss some games. So if we're going to have that conversation, I guess. But even then, I feel like I completely agree with the caller. I think we all should agree with the caller that we wanted uh, to see Derrick Rose come in in the starting unit way sooner than game two of the NBA playoffs. How about you? No, I mean, everything CK said I was going to say, so it makes perfect sense to me. Um, and I think also you're, you're nitpicking. I think that's what you do when you're in this kind of a situation. You just kind of <laughs> throw things against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. I think, you know, in this in this series, it wouldn't have really made the biggest of difference. Um, like we've been saying, offensively, we're just outpowered. Um, I think for me, though, and I'll keep saying it, whether people agree with it or not, it's just frustrating to me to just see the Knicks not do the fundamentals. It's just frustrating to see the Knicks go out there and just almost forget how to play basketball, it looks like. Like, it's it's one thing for me, you know, I don't have a problem with being, um, you know, outplayed in certain areas that I already kind of knew that the Knicks were going to struggle. We already, it's not a secret that offensively we're not a good team. It's not a secret. Like, we know it. Knicks fans know it. People who cover the media know it. Like, it it is what it is. But there are things that this team has done well this entire season and does do well. They have strong points, and we're just – we haven't been utilizing those in the way that I feel like we could have, you know, and it's frustrating. So it kind of just is what it is. I don't know, you know, who starts first, who starts second, who starts third. That really wouldn't have made a difference in the grand scheme of things. The problems are so much deeper than that. Salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for your squad. We got 1,100 people with us in the chat. I know a lot of the Hawks fans are in here getting Who shipping, are they? Oh, it is. It is. I, I ran into one of them on the street. He people are telling me to jump sides. I had a Hawks fan recognize me before I recognized him. So he's been a fan of Knicks fan TV. Who knew? Who knew? But, uh, yeah, they're in here talking. It is what it is, man. If you guys are new in the chat, leave us a hashtag. New, we will uh, shout you guys out. Definitely want to shout out some more Super Chats that have come in. Salute to uh, Gotcha Open for the Super Chat. Brian Wilford says Tibbs proved he could get a mediocre team to the fourth seed. Now watch what happens when Rose upgrades the roster to the offseason. He wants Colin Sexton, CK. A lot of Colin Sexton is flying around. Colin Sexton rumors flying around here. Okay. okay. All right. All right. No um, he said no comment. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Son from Brooklyn. He said, Ash is right. The Hawks have more offensive firepower than the Knicks, and they are not making Trey Young play defense. Uh, that I can definitely agree with. Yeah. Um, Rhyme Animal Chuck D says, Our defense has been too forgiving and too soft uh, to whistles, possibly fines, and fear of getting hard fouls, possible flagrants as a strategy. It, it's do or die now, so Adam Silver should get more NYK memos. Yeah, I do think that, man. It's, it's very hard. Hard to get physical in today's game, Chuck, because they just call a Ugh. they review everything for a flake. Oh, and they bro, you it. can't even sneeze on Trey Young what without him you? drawing a foul. It's annoying. Right. Like, right. can't do anything, man. So it, it's it's hard, you know. Uh, uh, Julius just got called for the offensive on on the the, uh, the Collins one where he gave him a little elbow on the way up to the rim. You know, that was a nice foul for me, but you know, for the refs, they they called it the other way. But. I. I saw a tweet. I think I retweeted it. Somebody had tweeted out, um, you know, 
why aren't we what i don't know why aren't we bullying them i don't know something like that and then she was like she said if we can't beat them one way we got to beat them the other sorry i'm a fan <laughs> of the 90s and me too but that would just result in so many texts and turnovers it won't go and well fouls it would not go not well for us. us. It would, the deficit would just get even bigger. So, like, yeah. maybe in the 90s that would have worked. Yeah, <laughs> it's agree, not going to work. In, yeah. yeah. You in see 2021, all these it doesn't work. Yeah, you see how these referees treat us? Like, it, it would not It would you not. Can't, you us. can't. We can't You it. can't even bang them up <laughs> like you want it. to. Like, back in the day, if you were losing like this, it's like, all right, we start to throw elbows now. Screw it. Like, you can't even do that. But, CP, you were in attendance, and it, it felt like in that, at least in the first quarter, I knew it wasn't going to last because I saw Scott Foster running back and forth on the court but at least in that first quarter being in in attendance like you saw that they were actually letting them play for like okay, I'm watching all these other games in the playoffs yeah. and I'm seeing them get to play physical I'm watching Utah and uh and and Memphis and they're playing physical as hell over on that series and for the first quarter of this game it felt like it was going to be our turn like we were going to get our chance to do the same thing the fouls were being called I thought pretty evenly they they let's play physical but then now it just went away I don't know if it's because of the tempers I don't know what was going on but I think yeah. so. I think they were trying to control the game when Tempest started flaring. But I thought they called it fairly evenly on both sides. You know what I mean? I think they called it fairly evenly on both sides. So um, I see my guy Will in on the Discord. We're going to get to Will shortly. So, Will, make sure you uh, prepare yourself and unmute. A couple more Super Chats I want to shout out. Shout out my guy JD. JD was here Friday night. He said, JD. shout out to the crew. When you were relying on Ty, she was on the couch to play big minutes and rose to carry you. It catches up with you. Uh, last hope is uh, win game five and put all the pressure on ATL for six. I definitely agree with uh, JD there. And uh, First Lady of Sports, thanks for the Super Chat. $10 Super Chat. She says, uh, we need to let Trey get his shot. He was 4 for 14 shooting. We cannot allow them to make other players better. All right, so salute to the First Lady of Sports. All right, to the Discord we go. Will, what's going on, Will? You're up next. Yo. Yo. Yo, hey, what's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Good, man. What's good? Yo. Good, good, good. Um, Listen, man. It, listen, this this series has been tough because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be the best defense versus a good offense. And you're kind of trying to, trying to you know, you, you kind of even out. At least that's how you hoped it was going to be. But it just seems that offensively, like, at the end of the day, if you just have talent offensively, they're going to try to – they're going to make those shots. And they're going to have you – you know, it is what it is. But this is this is mostly surrounded Julius Randle, right? Now, I do not want to um, harp on Julius Randle because we wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for him, and that's clear. My only thing is he's – it's clear he's not a number one player, all right? Now, I looked at the numbers, right? If you offer him a max extension, that's just around $27 million a year, which I don't mind giving Julius Randle. The, the issue is Julius – if I feel like if you give Julius Randle that max contract, you're putting expectations, or at least the media is going to put expectations on him that I don't think that he can fulfill. Now, I could be wrong because I've been wrong again. If Julius Randle goes this offseason, comes back a beast, and starts averaging 27 points, 8 rebounds, 6, 7 assists, I'll take back all of that. But for me, I just think that we don't have that guy that has you know what it is, that guy that when it's hot, it's heavy, they're cool and collected. Julius Randle is great, but I don't think you can really count on him on high-pressure situations. So 
If you get a, I just want Leon Rose and them to be smart with the money. Give Julius Randle maybe a little bit underneath the max, twenty five. You know, it's like two million short, about ten millions overall. Oh, I, I think if they and do, we'll see what happens. I think if 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 they were able to give him a max under this current deal, I think it would start yeah. at like twenty six. You know, a lot of people are scared of the max because they're thinking it's like upwards of thirty, forty mil. It may not get that high. If he, does, I don't want it over thirty. They have the team option for him, but if they were to negotiate it and give it to him now, it'd be around twenty six. That's not a bad deal. That's a cheap deal. That's not bad. That's, That's not bad. Over 30, 40. I don't want to lock up the cap space. That's all I'm right. saying. Right. Nothing over 30. If it's under 30, right. I'm cool. Over 30, we ain't doing that. Like, come on, Julius. Let's try to work that now. Agreed. So I'm going to let y'all go. Y'all be Appreciate good, you, all right? Appreciate you. Right, Appreciate you. Yeah, Ash and Kersley, uh, CK, a lot, a lot of talk on the Max contract, man. Of course. Everybody looking towards the future, man, based on what's <laughs> happening right now. Well, I don't know. What do you guys think right now? Um, You know, I know people are saying – Randall's overrated, Randall's this, Randall's that. I think that to gauge a player's um, contribution and importance to a team based on a playoff series is unfair. I mean, the guy said it best. We would not be in this position if it were not for Julius Randall. I mean, he's had an incredible season. This is his first time in the postseason. Again, not making excuses for him in that capacity because I feel like nerves – you know, or a one-game thing, not an entire series thing. You know what I mean? The nerves don't last an entire series. So he has things he has to work on. Um, He has things that he needs to go ahead and perfect and also just completely rid from his game that will be better suited in a playoff series. But I think to call him overrated, to even question if he deserves money from the Knicks is just mind-boggling to me because you wouldn't even be in a situation to talk about whether or not he deserves it after a performance in the postseason if it were not for him. So that's really all I have to say about that. Hey, God is here, DK. I'm giving him the money, man, and hope that we get somebody. I always say we need somebody better than him, and that still stands. We need somebody better than him, but I will still give him the money because I felt like he's earned it, and I felt like he's still talented. That We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He may not be the he's not the guy to deliver us. We know that. But he's a guy that can help us. And I'll give him the money, man. Yeah. yeah, we're in a good spot right now where we can give him the money and so hopefully get somebody else, like you said, that can fill in that void to help him out. Like I I completely agree. I mean, I I don't think there are conversations of him going over thirty, like what the caller was just mentioning. And I yeah, I think the price range where he would be at if he gets the max, I think it makes sense. I, I'm I'm right there with you because and I think you said that, uh, I I think I heard you say that in the lie that you were doing, you trade him away or you don't give him the max and you let him walk. 
Then what? Then we go right back to uh, where we were before. Like, what do, what do you what do you think? Going, what, the, what do you think the return is going to be trading Julius Randle at this point? Like, it's one thing if you know Julius Randle had a dud and we had a bad season, and then we traded him that way, and we were still you know rebuilding and going up that way. Nah, we jumped to the playoffs now. Now it's about getting to that next step. How do we get to that next step? And by getting rid of the best player on your team, that's definitely not the way to do it. So yeah, I, I think it'd be stupid to not uh, still consider giving him the money. Yeah, the underrated stuff. You're in that. That's coming from either Hawks fans or the Fairweather Knicks fans. So I, you don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. Yeah, you can't you can't gauge an entire right. Um, you can't use a playoff series to gauge somebody's entire season. It's just not fair. Um, and again, it's not a hundred percent. The position that we're in in this series is not a hundred percent on Julius Randle. It's just not. You know, there's so many different um, facets. There's so many different situations that are affecting this series there's so many things that you need to fill there's so many voids that are affecting this series that to just put it all on julius randall by calling him overrated right. it's just not fair it's just right. it just it not only is it not fair but it's not true so um again i agree with you guys julius randall is not the franchise player of the new york knicks but he's a very important piece and i yeah. think that if you get yeah. him if you surround him with pieces that benefit his game as well as you know things about his game that can benefit the right pieces you put around him this team's going to be incredible so it's not he's not overrated he's not a choker he's not whatever it is that you guys are saying cut it out we're not doing that i'm I'm not about to fail on him right now because we know that we need more that's it we need more that's it um j j to p in the chat one thing he he made a good point. He said Randall's body language is terrible, and I agree with that because yes. it's been like that all year. You know, too easy getting his head, uh, and that's my, that's one of my least favorite yeah. things about him it's, for as long as he's in been in the league. Game, you know, yeah. complaining to the rest. Well, I saw it in game yeah. two. Yeah. He kicked off game two. He's all out of sorts. Him and Tibbs all disconnected. You know, game right. right this game, game three, it's the same thing. He's already crying early in the game. Got to get your head in the game, CK, bro. But what did what did I say I, on this show before the series started? And I said it on SNY too. The tape is on my Twitter feed if you don't believe me. When they asked me what the keys to the series were, one of the last things that I said was you cannot allow the double team and the lack of calls to get in your head. Yeah, Julius yeah. Randall, I was talking specifically to him. I named him and I named RJ, but more specifically Julius is – you cannot. You have to go into this series already knowing that one officiating is going to be so lopsided because of the team that you play for, and and just all the 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 hoorah surrounding the entire Knicks season and the series in general. Mm-hmm. You cannot allow lack of calls. You cannot allow the fact of just constantly trying to have to um, argue your case. You yeah. cannot allow it to get into your head. You cannot allow the double team to get into your head. This is what it, this is what playing for New York comes with. Unfortunately, you don't get the you know, LeBron treatment. You don't get you know the um, Luca treatment. You don't you don't get that treatment in New York. You're not going to get that Julius Randle. So to go into this series with any mindset that that was going to be a possibility, you should be you should be true to this, not new to this. And he's falling for the trap every single time. Yep, ask true. ask uh, MVP uh, two time MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's what he had to deal with when he was in the playoffs. Same thing. He wasn't getting none of those calls. He was getting double teamed. Same way he was getting frustrated, and that's why Bucks had those early exits. And you're seeing him deal with the situation. It, it's different for everybody, and I completely agree with that. You can't, you just can't let that get you. That's definitely one of my biggest flaws yeah. for Julius Randle. But you know what? We'll see what happens. He's getting it. It's his first time in the driver's seat. We'll see how he recovers. 
salute to everybody in the chat once again. Everybody, throw your cities, throw your flag in the chat. Let us know where you guys are repping in from. I want to salute some, a couple more Super Chats before we get back to the phones. Bruce Lee sends a Super Chat. He says, Tibbs has a losing playoff record for a reason. Tibbs burns out players. Knicks look tired. Uh, Tibbs did the same thing in Minnesota. Uh, Alyssa Callender says, um, what? one player... What you, you talking to me? Yes, you, you respond. Yeah, that, that chat, I don't. That, 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 yeah. that, what sense? First of all, it's the postseason. Everybody's tired. It's been a long season. People are finding like, things. Ash, that's all it is. It's been a they long season. Everybody's tired. It's that's not. It, that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Everyone's you know tired. Is. We lose a game. One plus one equals eighty-five. They, they just looking yeah. for things, man. It ain't yeah. nothing. Um, CK and Ash, just to stop your ch- chats, if people are throwing their cities in there, just stop your chats so we can shout them out in a second. Um, Alyssa Callender sends a super chat, says, uh, a 1B player, second-year rookie, and, and three bench players as starters, they are just better. Highlight meeting meeting CP at the ticket scanner. Oh, salute to Alyssa, <laughs> man. I remember Alyssa. Um, shout out to Alyssa for sure. And everybody that came through the Hudson Grill both Friday night and, and today, it was a great time, man. We had a great, great outing. Rant Berman of the Post came through. He didn't come through, but I ran into him. Uh, outside of uh, of uh, Hudson Grill today, so shout out Berman, and then he uh, then he promoted the event on Twitter, so that was a good look by him. Um, Ryan Animal Chuck D says Trey is untouched and too shiny after the games. That I could definitely agree with. You know, we, we just haven't made him work. But I hate it. Three one. We'll see. see what well, you can't touch him without getting a foul called on you, so it's kind of hard. True story, man. All right, I want to go rapid fire phones. Let's go to. Um, Let's go to Eugene in Brooklyn. Eugene, what's going on? We shouldn't even be here, okay. but we're here. And we're going to keep pushing. The series is not over. Um, and, Ash, I fully, fully feel you. I feel you. I hear you. But at the end of the day, experience matters. Experience matters. The only person who's playing well right now is the person who has experience in these moments. And the thing about Julius is as much as I would rather see him play, play hard, do his thing, do what he's been doing all season. He's just not adjusting right now. And, like, at the end of the day, this is his first playoff season. And I know, you know, Trey is so on and so forth, but different players, different games, Julius has to have either a strong point guard or he needs to get his handle to a place in which he can get to his spots easily. And those two things did not happen. So, salute to Rose uh, for putting it all on the line. We wouldn't be here without him. Um, Tibbs, I know you need to do some type of adjustments in the game. We just got to get better for you. Um, and, uh, I love RJ, but I think Ja would have been a great fit on this team, man. Uh, I think he would have he been a perfect fit on this team. And CP, I was the one who, um, who talked to you about, you know, taking Rolls out, bringing right, right. him in early, right, instead right. of throwing him in, you know, at the last minute. Because we could have, you know, EP uh, played terrible for like 10 games. Yeah. Before we actually, uh, you know, made the decision to try to pull them out. So, look, keep your hand up. We good. Um, uh, hopefully, they touch up Trey a little bit. Look, you know, especially towards the end of the game, if we're not winning. We, you know, he better get touched at least once or twice. You know, just to make him remind remind him that next year we come. Uh, and keep your hand up, guys. We got. This. Yes, sir. So, my guy Eugene, man, Eugene was part of the Hudson Grill crew That's by way of the Bay. By the way, at Brooklyn, but he's out in the Bay, but down here in ATL with us, man. So, 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 salute to my guy Eugene for sure, man. Salute I will you. say, if I can just respond to that real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I think experience mattered mm-hmm. in the old NBA. 
I think the game has changed so drastically that talent matters more than experience these days. I think if you look at the Atlanta Hawks, no experience, Trey Young. You look at what Memphis is doing with Utah, no experience. You look at Luka, barely any experience. I mean, you look at what's going on across the league, and I think that the just abundance of talent coming from these guys, whether it's one guy, two guys, or the team as a whole, overrides experience. Because if you look at teams like the Clippers, you look at some of the other teams um, that have the experience, they're struggling against some of these younger guys. I feel like talent overrides experience in the way that the league is constructed now. I think back in the day, it didn't matter how talented you are sometimes. It had to do with the experience. Had you been there before? Were you able to play under the pressure, the bright lights, you know, all the eyes of, you know, national TV exposure, things like that? I don't know if that is the case anymore. I think it, it helps. Obviously, experience helps. I don't know if that is the difference maker in teams advancing anymore. I think it's strictly, or I think it's mostly nowadays, the talent. At least that's how I feel. I see it as a bit of both. You know, obviously, D. Rose, you know, being battle-tested, being the former MVP, um, he's showing that on the court. And on the flip side with the Hawks, I think their talent is showing out as well. You know, they, they don't have as much experience as we do. You know, Trey Young is in his first season. Um, Bogdanovich in his first postseason. Um, um, you know, Gall- Gallinari, yeah, he's been there in and out. You know, he, he's showing out for them for sure. John Collins is in his first joint. You know, Hurt is – Yeah. Uh, their talent is showing out as well. So I, I think it's a combination of both um, for sure. Uh, let's salute some people in chat, man. I want to salute D. Moore checking in from Mount Vernon. What's going on, D. Moore? We got Nino Black down here in ATL. <laughs> we have Julius Randle checking in from Dallas, Texas. Julius, what's going on? Tough game for you. Uh, Bruce Davis checking in Portland, Oregon in the building. We got Rochester, NY, DA Hunter, how you feeling? Shout out Andre Beckford from Claremont, Florida. Andre, how you feeling? Chris Foreman from the BX. We have Fedor Konyashenkov checking in from Spain. Johnny, oh, wow. Mot- yeah, Johnny Motathon checking in from France. What's going on, friends? How you feeling? And uh, shout out uh, my guy, LaShawn Paul Lash. He's actually my cousin. He's sitting on the couch right here watching the game. Checking in from Dallas. <laughs> Reverend J.A. So, so, so <laughs> CK, who you want to shout out? Uh, shout out a uh, fellow California right now that's out here repping the West. We got uh, Brian Green. I see you, Pasadena, yeah. uh, for sure. Um, <laughs> going down a little bit, I was saying South Memphis, Jonathan S. You yeah, rocking with yeah. us, not rocking with y'all. We appreciate you. Um, oh, Esco from H Town. Uh, man, Randy from Hackensack. Where, mm-hmm. Why is that? Not, where's Hackensack? Where's that? New Jersey. Where's, where's, yeah. <laughs> no wonder I forgot about it. Yeah, uh, I they, see my man born. We with him. No, I see my man born branded from Elmhurst, Queens. Yeah, shout out to everybody. Shout out to CK Crew. I see y'all in there. I see y'all. I see yeah, man. Ash, who you want to uh, shout out? I'm laughing at the the Jersey slander. They're gonna get you, CK. Jersey does not play about there to play that much. Whatever. But <laughs> I, I, I paid my dues in Jersey before I moved out to California. All right, all right, okay, okay, leave me alone. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to clown you, New Jersey. What's up? Um, <laughs> shout out to New Zealand in the building, Saudi Arabia in the building, Arabia. Melbourne in the building, Australia, obviously the whole tri-state. Shout out to New York City. Shout out to Westchester, the BX in the building, Connecticut in the building. Um, I see Atlanta in the chat, but I'm not going to say oh, 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 whatever. Hi. Um. <laughs> shout out to Panama. Shout out to Barbados. CK and I know what yeah. time it is over there. 
Shout out to France as well, the DMV. Shout out to everyone in the building. We appreciate you guys rocking with us. All 1,200 of you, I think, I'm looking at. Yeah, roughly. So. Everybody in Europe rocking with us. Salute, man. Salute to Ghetto Clownfish checking in from Christa Church, New Zealand. All right, getting laid out there. So salute all, all our family in Australia, New Zealand as well. Shout out Joaquin um, Quiroga checking in from Argentina. All right, and we got Bengals UK checking in as well. So, so to everybody. All right, back to the phones we go. <laughs> Josh, wild, bro. Josh, Josh, how you feeling? What do you say she get? The chat. This is the chat's funny. The chat's funny. Okay. Josh, how you doing? What's doing today? Hope all is well. Um, I apologize on the front end if you guys uh, respond to me. I can't really hear you, but no problem. either way, just wanted to quickly mention uh, I went to both game three and for just living here in Atlanta, I had all my Knicks gear on. And one thing I want to go ahead and debunk right now, I know we were talking about um, Atlanta being MSG South. I'll tell you one thing, man, those Hawks fans definitely showed up and they gave it to me as I was like, you know, was coming in and leaving. So I wasn't too happy about that. But as far as the game, uh, man, um, CP, you hit all the points that I wanted to actually uh, talk about, man. The, the Hawks, they, they got it together. The Hawks got it together, man, with um, Trey Young just being as dangerous as he is and the role players stepping up. They, they, what you said earlier, they got our number, and that's definitely the truth. It doesn't matter if we start. You know, for Peyton at the one, Derek Rose at the one, you know, the King at the one, that pick and roll is lethal. I mean, it's either going to be the floater, the lob, or they're kicking it out to a shooter, and those shooters are knocking it down. So, I mean, hopefully they come out on Wednesday and, you know, show some effort. But, like, you know, I, I, I mean – we had a great season. I love that we're here, but it is what it is at this point. Um, secondly, uh, I just wanted to go ahead and touch on uh, another thing. The Hawks, man, they, they got some bucket getters, and I think that's what the Knicks are missing, man. We don't got a lot of guys who can create easy shots for themselves or their teammates. I think uh, Magic Johnson, when it was uh, getting closer to the uh, trade deadline, we were talking about getting Lonzo Ball. Um, he was he said one thing that, like, stuck with me this whole time, and we, we don't get a lot of easy buckets. We take uh, Julius Randle, our leader, takes a lot of tough shots, and he's been making it throughout the season. But obviously now he's, he's been missing it a whole lot. But outside of Julius Randle, we don't get a lot of uh, easy buckets. And I think that's one thing that we, we got to, uh, you know, get uh, through the off season or through the draft or whatever. But either way, man, I thank you guys for doing thank what you, you do. Y'all have a great Appreciate you, man. Appreciate yeah. you, Josh. Yeah, man. Hawks, Hawks, Hawks fans were in there heavy. They were definitely pumping in the crowd noise, though, CK. I, I mean, knew it. <laughs> I knew it because today I heard it through the loudspeaker Sunday. I knew it because today all of a sudden I was hearing a lot more cheers for Nick's plays throughout the first half. So I'm like, why does this sound so much more different than Sunday? I knew it. Thank you. That's all I need to hear. I knew it. I caught caught him. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, they they were definitely bumping it in. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, shout out yeah. my guy Rosal, the wine god, sends a super chat, fifty dollars super chat. He says the game ruined my Sunday. Now I'm headed back to rainy New York. We can't let him close it out in the garden. Overall, this has been a fantastic season. We went from hoping we make the play in uh, to, uh, to winning a playoff game so far. I'll take that. All right, so Mosul no. glass full. Ash On God. I don't mind losing the series, but it's not going to happen in New York. Do not play Facts. me. I can't. Not there. Nope, nope, Facts. not there. It cannot happen no, there. No. I don't care if it happens in Atlanta. It cannot yeah. happen mm-hmm. at the Garden. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. doing it. 
I hope not, man. I hope not. But uh, if you guys want to go to the game, make sure you guys fill in the giveaway form. Go to KnicksFanTV.com and sign up. I'm giving you two tickets plus a $200 gift card to the NBA store. You can't beat it. Got to be vaccinated. Two vaccinated uh, tickets. Vaccinated only there. Center court. Great seats. So make sure you guys are signing up for that plus a $200 gift card to the NBA store. Go get your Knicks jersey, some Knicks merch and whatnot. And that is once again sponsored by my guys at Forzano Law Firm. Knicks fans, if you guys have been injured in an auto accident, motorcycle construction, slip and fall, nursing home abuse or more, uh, start your path to recovery and monetary compensation with Forzano Law Firm. Call them up, 718-372-1397. Ask for Anthony and David. Tell them CP the franchise sent you from Knicks Fan TV. And they're offering free consultation and free representation until you get paid. You can also go to the website, ForzanoLaw.com, and get a 24-hour live assistant at your call. Or you can go to the physical location, 271 Avenue U in Brooklyn, one block from the F train. All right. Oh, Ari's in the chat. I was worried he was drowning. I thought he was drowning in, I thought I was worried, I thought he was going to be drowning in debt or something. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? When I ran into him on the streets after game two, he won some money, so I know he's still riding high, man. Yeah. Yeah, I know Ari's still riding high, man. With his sarcastic tweet saying, Randall's been great, so worth the max money, Ari. Yeah, well. Hey, look, I respect it because he's keeping the same energy all the way through. You got to give him respect for that. Yeah, he's, 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 no, he was sw- – he had, he had barely, switched sides for a little bit. Yeah, you're right, Ash. He, right. Did, he did call uh, did call into the show. I don't think you were on the show, but me and CP were here. Okay. Yeah. And okay. he did switch to say he was wrong and, like, you know, oh, he doesn't oh, know yeah, how to feel. Okay, okay. And he's very confused. Yeah, he did switch I tried sides already. for a Yeah, bit. can't help you there, bro. Can't help you there. Yeah. Got yeah, you. he did change his tone that one time. Thanks for reminding us, Ash. So, yeah. are you not slick, man? Um, let's go to uh, overseas. Jose from Panama City. Jose, how you doing, man? Doing how everyone doing in the chat, man. Salute to everyone. Salute, bro. That's in the chat. Salute to everyone. That's all the game, man. A little bit bummed out, but let me be very sincere. Hey, it has been an amazing season. I was talking with my pops about it. And, CK, I'm going to tell you something. You're not the only one that is rocking with the movement of Zotu New York. Yes, sir. No, is that we need a we need a point guard that can create from there. And also, Julius is getting doubled every time. Dump the ball to Noel. Dump the ball to to Gibson. You're being doubled from the center. Basic basketball. You're getting doubled. Pass it to the open man. And we're still backing up from from that pick, on that high pick and roll. Let's try to get some defense. Julius, you wait more than Trey Young. Just post that guy up. Try to get some switches for you to get that game, for you to get Trey Young on you some way or, an- or another. And, hey, there, I know that for, for obvious reasons, not everybody can come back from a 3-1 lead. But I have a little bit of faith that we could come back and we can win this in seven. Nick and seven. Let's oh. Go. oh, let's go. Hey, he's, I love he's, it. he's checking for Panama, man. He, he's he's I cool. Love it. You know, there's no Wow. Way. Hey, hey, all you need is a little bit of optimism, man. Not totally over. Not totally over. So salute to him for his optimism, man. You know, we salute him for his optimism. Um, want to salute some more super chats in here. <clears throat> salute Jose from Panama City for sure, man. Checking in overseas. He's, he's a good caller. 
Uh, let me get some more super chats in here. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up on the free squad. So uh, Jean-Marc, he says, thanks, CP. I got the hat. Unfortunately, the team looks uh, a bit deflated. We, he thinks we will lose at MSG. So I'll be a little bit optimistic. NYK31 <laughs> says, Hawks ain't winning game five. Facts. So he's going against them. K. Marco says, sorry, Ashley, but th- the series ending in a loss would be 100% on Julius. He has not shown up. He is choked when it matters the most. Ashley, you want to respond? I disagree. I, I disagree. But, I mean, you can't place an, an entire season on one person. He's, it's not, it's not, you're not playing one-on-one out there. It's a team sport. There's four of the guys on the court. One guy's not to blame, and his name is Derrick Rose. Everybody else is up for the smoke. So, and actually, I'll give Burks a pass as well because he's actually been doing something. Everyone else is up for the smoke, and Tibbs included. Like, I'm not saying it's – I'm not going to go ahead and put 100% of the blame on one guy. That's crazy. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Tion Henry sends a super chat. says, we're learning that there's levels to this game. We'll definitely learn from this experience and be better from it. Shout out to Taya Clay checking in from San Antonio. He says, emotional fans need to stop. The fact is, Trey is a better star than Randall is at this point. No offense to Randall. It will take time. The Knicks are coming. Knicks and Dime sends a super chat as well. Says, people forget that we weren't even supposed to be here. This is the type of season we were looking to build on. This is progress. Hashtag New York forever. Shout out to Simon Barr who sends a super chat. Says, we need to defend differently. Throw immediate double team on Trey. Take the ball out of his hands and force someone else to make their decisions. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Uh, let's get back to the phones. I'm um, confused. Before, hold yeah. on. Before we get to the phone, I'm confused why. Am I, am I like, the odd man out on this Randall take? Because everyone's saying you can 100% blame one person. You can blame 90% of it on Randall. Am I the only person who's not on this train or CK? <clears throat> I saw you go like this. Do you agree it's mostly his uh, fault? That was, for the Maybe Burks. I'm the that was for the Burks one. That was for oh. the Burks one. I, 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 I oh. can't give Burks a full, like- full pass on that. I mean, he gets half a pass, but like maybe I'm maybe I'm the odd man out on this Randall conversation. I just I don't see it, but maybe I'm not seeing something everyone else is seeing. I don't know. No, nah. okay, go ahead, bro. No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I I don't agree. I I think that there's there's some to be put on it. If you want to be the leader of the team, you definitely get some of the blame. But I'm not going to sit here and say that we're down three one strictly because our because uh, of Julius Randle. So yeah, no, nah, I completely co-sign that. Like I said, the only reason why it's so shaky because of Alec Burks. We had the one good first game, and then since then he's been up and down. So I I can't give him the full safety from me, not for me at least. Yeah, the oh, whole chat saying we're not seeing it. I'm confused. No, no, no. no. I think look, I think. He is who he is. Right. Um, I, I give a little bit of everything. I give, yes, you can say some of it is the pressure. Some of it might be fatigue. Some of it is he's just missing his shots. But at the end of the day, I've been saying it from the preview show throughout the series that Hunter is a big difference maker in that. He's not Collins. He's a better defender than Collins. This is why they have Hunter on Randall. This is why they put Hunter on Rose, Hunter on RJ. He's an effective 3 and D wing. And then on top of that, you're going to have to struggle to get past him physically. Then who's at the second level? It's Capella. He's meeting you at the rim Mm -hmm. where you're already not finishing well all season, regardless of who you're playing. So it forces Randall to hit his shots and to hit tough shots and to make better decisions out of the double team. He has not been great, but overall we are, are losing to a more talented team. This is why the series is tilted in the direction that he's in. That it's in. Yes, game one was available for us to, to take, but their better star took the game over ours, and I think that's what it came down to. 
Trey closed. We did not close. You know what I mean? Game two, we showed up in the second half. We played one half of solid ball. Yeah, we, we did okay in, the, in game three, first half, and game four, first half. But I'm talking about when it mattered. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, game three overall, they were better. Game four overall, they were better. Game one overall, they were better, and they closed. Yeah. Yeah, we can blame Junior for some of it, but what? That's what I'm saying. I, he ain't guarding everybody, right? He ain't guarding everybody. He ain't scoring all the points. Like, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I agree. They're, they're, they're just a good team, man. I, I, you know, you want to blame it on him and say he's overrated. Bro, he took us to this spot. He brought us back into the limelight. That was Julius. How quickly people forget. Hmm. How quickly people forget. How quickly people forget. <laughs> now, the point is not to go into next. Well, it's going to be hard, right? Because we don't know who's going to be here. But the point is, overall, you want someone better than him on this team to take us further. He's taking us to where he can take us. I don't think he could take us any further than this. Now it's time to get the person that can take us another step up to be a formidable team. That's just my opinion. But like I said, the whole the whole dynamic, the whole defensive scheme, when they're putting Capella in, the reason why Capella's able to shadow Julius is because we don't have a stretch five out there. Right. He doesn't have to respect Taj or respect Noel or whatever the hell they're doing or wherever they are. So they can play that zone type of style. They can play that free safety type of style, CK. Yep. We can't do that. And uh, To your point, you know, why not? Oh, I, again, it's so hard to say that now, game five, down three, uh, one, three. But like like you were saying, it, because of that same incident, why not try uh, Obi Toppin and Randall uh, situation, even if it is for Frank minutes, like for 20 seconds or a minute? Try it. You know, see how they respond to something like that. The end of the first quarter, beginning of the second. Like, normally you give Julius Randle that break in the second quarter. Take him out earlier in the first, put him out there in the second with Obi Toppin. Like, try it. Like, what, 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 what are we going to lose? Like, maybe... It, it might not be the case. It might not work because Obi Toppin and doesn't match up well with Quick Capel, but or maybe at the same time, because we have two guys that can stretch, it forces their defense to play differently and then it opens up the lanes a little bit better for us. So I, I, I you, you, been, you sold me on that after game two, and I've been looking for it. We saw a little bit of it when it was way too late today. Um, but yeah, if if if, for, if he's out there playing next to Nerlens and next to Taj. It's it's just easy for them to do like like we've been saying if it ain't broke don't fix it and we're giving it right there to them we put Randall next to Taj Randall next to Noel they don't have to move they can just shadow. That's shadow. Um, shout to everybody in the chat once again. New York's number one draft pick you coming up in the chat. New York's number one draft pick you coming up. Go ahead and unmute your mic. Yo, CP, Ashley, CK, throw that thumbs up for your squad. What up, y'all? Uh, nice seeing y'all. Nice seeing CP, CP the artist, Papa Left, J Boogie in the flesh. The community is official, you know, having everybody out there in Atlanta representing. But, man, let me tell you, that was torture. Seeing seeing that whole second half was torture. In the, I mean, you guys at home just relaxing. You guys can just, you know, grab a drink after that and call it a day. But, man, us – us out at the game, had to see Atlanta fans celebrating, doing their thing, swag surfing in the arena. You know, I wanted to join in for a bit, but nah, <laughs> I was too sad for that. But, you know, all in all, uh, we, we've we had a great season, and that's all you can ask for. I mean, I, I wish we could do – we've been doing – I wish we could do better than what we're doing. Uh, hopefully we come with a stronger game. 
uh, on Wednesday, I think it is, next game. But Wednesday, Wednesday I hope we, we come back with a stronger game. And But, I mean, a few things. I mean, Reggie Bullock hasn't really been there for us. He He's talked a big game. But he has really been. He hasn't. He hasn't really been in there for us. And another thing, uh, they haven't. The, uh, Trey Young had like three fouls in the first half, and uh, Tibbs uh, failed to, you know, go at him with with the the uh, try to get him in foul trouble. I mean, yeah, we needed to do that to 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 get their first offensive weapon out, out of the game, you know, because uh, I mean we were lacking there. And I mean, I don't know what else to say, uh, but it was good. It, it's been a good season. Hopefully, we come back stronger. Uh, Appreciate it, bro. No problem. I'll Thanks. see y'all later. Thanks. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye. Yeah, I mean, you know, Bullock thirty-four minutes and only shooting three threes. You know that that's the regular season Bullock that you know he didn't really like. Uh, obviously, you want to see him hit. Him, but you want to see more volume there. You just not, you just didn't get enough. Knicks overall shot 30% from three, nine to 29 from downtown. Hawks 38%, 15 to 39. Game three, they shot 60% from three. How are you going to beat that? I, I don't, I don't see how, how you're going to beat that, man. I was saying primarily just, you know, for him to be playing all those minutes because he's, you know, following Trey Young around. And it, yeah. tonight wasn't the night where he was doing that, that as well as he has been in last year. I'm not, not saying a lot because Trey Young still been in his bag. But uh, to play all those minutes and, like you said, not hit your shots and then on top of that not slow down Trey Young at all, it, so, we got, you got you got to switch something up there. Try something else because it wasn't it tonight. It is tough. Um, I thought I saw Papa left in the chat. I heard him and Jay Boogie were together. Yo, Papa left was wilding on the Hawks <laughs> fans like game yeah, three. Yeah, he was going, he was, he was I told him you gotta be careful in the A. That's a different kind of crazy. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, For that's real. not New York. Listen, that's not New York. They don't have the same laws in ATL. Yeah, <laughs> like, Man was wilding on them boys. And the energy in ATL, man, we got you got to be careful out there. That doesn't that does you not correlate the same way in the yeah, A, my man. Yeah, you got to what's it say? You got too much dip on your chip, man. You got to relax. <laughs> <laughs> you got too much dip on your chip, young fella. You came in hot ass. You know what I mean? Uh uh. Um. Oh, back to the gotta relax. Less from Brooklyn. Less. How you doing? Yeah, I just want to say, I want to point two things out. Um, what's going on with um, Mitch? I mean, yeah. I read where he could play, but I don't know. Kids don't want to play him, or what's going on with that? I don't think it's that. I I just think they're not trying to rush him. You know, if he could help us, I'm sure they would. But it's a big man with a foot injury, you know. I don't I don't think uh, it, it's wise to rush him out in the intensity of a playoff battle, man. He, he might re-injure himself, you know what I mean? It, I felt like if the team felt like he could come back, they would bring him back, you know, because he does so much more than what than what Nerlens can give us and what a dreaming like Tosh can give us. I, I just don't think it's wise for them to, to rush him back for this. We don't know what has to be done. We know it's at stake. We know we got to win Wednesday, 7.30. Game time, we got to win. We got to represent and um, just take it back to the, to the A on, on Friday, you know? Yeah. One game at a time, man. One game play. at a time. For That's sure. For sure. That's one other thing I want to mention. Um, I, maybe I'm overlooking it, but I don't know if you guys saw it. When Randall elbowed Gallinari, 
real hard, but I think it was a flagrant call. Mm-hmm. Randall went to the bench. And everybody got up from the bench. His teammates high-fived him, high-fived him. Mm-hmm. But D. Rose just sat on the bench and just like kind of like gave Randall like a glare, like a like a mean glare. I don't know if I'm overlooking it, but mm-hmm. you go back and look at the tape, check it out. I'm not I'm sure. Not I think sad. at that point, D. Rose was on the bench kind of hurt and appreciate the call, Les. Uh, from what I saw, we was right behind the bench. We was like two rows behind the bench. And from what I saw, um, he, he looked like he was hurt. You know, he was kind of limping his way to the to the bench. So I'm not sure. Maybe he just wasn't really, you know. And if he was giving him a dirty looks, probably because he was pissed. He's out there doing all the damn work. <laughs> he's probably like, he's probably giving him that look like, bro, don't you know I'm 34 years old? You see me out there grinding? Help me. Help me. Help me. I don't think he's done to look into it. But that's funny as hell, man. That is. Um, salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up on free squad. All right, a couple more calls before we wrap up. Um, let me get to my guy, King Deej. King Deej, go ahead and unmute your mic, man. We didn't hear from King Deej yet. What's up, what's up, y'all? You know, I had to wait on the Discord. You know, it's a couple seconds late. Already said thumbs up button. I'm going to just put it in perspective. You know, I'm not being Debbie Downer. I've been all positive all 72 games. But at the end of the day, like like CP said, skill versus will. And like how, I, how I've been saying since the beginning of the season, the problem is the backcourt. When your backcourt doesn't give you anything and it's just Derrick Rose fighting for his life out there in a four-game series, this is what happens. We got to address. So going forward, I don't want to hear about Trey Randall. I don't want to hear about Trey RJ. RJ was out there fighting for his life with Derrick Rose today, doing everything that that kid could possibly do at the age of 20. At the, day, at the end of the day, this series comes down to backcourt and depth. You got one backcourt that's shooting the lights out, getting wherever they want to get, Bogey and Trey. A lot of people not giving respect to that team, man. That team, all, all the knocks about them being defensively, that's not true. If you look it up since Nate McMillan took over, man, they've been in the top ten in defense. They've been in the top ten in offense. So y- y'all got y'all to gotta pay attention to more than just Knicks basketball, man. This team is matched up. And like, like you guys were saying, I'm not even going to blame Randall because at the end of the day, this team, this team that we're watching is what is the same team that we watched from the regular season, except for the exception of the shots aren't falling. We led the league in isolations with Julius Randall. He carried us all the way here. So right. stop talking him. We led the league in, we, we led the league with defensive ratings, but still you got to score. You got to be able to score, bro. You can't just, you can't just knock, you can't just lock down and not score. So at the end of the day, it's a learning experience. We shouldn't even be in this position. Stop blaming Tibbs. I don't know what y'all. I don't know what y'all expect Tibbs to do. He's not a magician. I, I get it with the cutting and like the minor details. But at the end of the day, that Hawks team today, everybody that got off that off that team off that bench shot a three, except for Clint Capella. So at the end of the day, it's all about talent, skill, three point shooting, and what we need to address. And that's why me and CK have been stuck on this. Lonzo Ball. Get him here, not just for the not just for the fact that he's a point guard, but he's six six, defensively sound, could get you easier looks in a half court and in a fast break setting. Also, could shoot the three ball, so he's not it's not one on five basketball. When I was talking about that Miles Turner trade deadline rumors, this is why get Click Capella away from the rim. He's got to respect the fact that Turner can shoot, even if he doesn't make it. You got to respect that. You got to guard it. At the same time, he's an offensive nightmare in the paint as well. So you, this is the Knicks team. What y'all seeing right now is what it is, and it's just step one. We got 50 million. Hopefully, Leon is a wizard at what he's doing, and it gets better. 
I don't expect us to lose game five. I expect us to go guns blazing. Now, don't, even though I'm talking about the future, we should go out guns blazing at game five. Force right. a game six, and then let, let fate decide what it is. But it, I'll tell you one thing. If we win that game five and then it's up for grabs at game six, Atlanta don't want to be here for game seven because all those role players that you see stepped up, Gallo, Kevin Herter, those guys were non-factors at the Garden. They, they were factors at home, cooked food, good chill area. So just win game five. That's all. That's, that's the only thing that should be on their mind. Win game five. Defend your home base. And then going forward, fix that backcourt. Reggie, I love you. You're my guy. But you're you giving me offers and then you're giving me trash talk and you're not playing right. You're not playing smart. We're playing tough, but we're not playing smart. Game three or four, we wasn't playing smart, man. So I'm just looking at it as a realistic fan. This, is the, this, was, the, this was the cap, and everybody should just big up and salute that, man. Because that Hawks team, that's a real problem. And we're going to be in the future battling them. So they ain't going nowhere. They're only going to get better. So just everybody chill out. Focus for game five and take it one day at a time. I'm out, y'all. Peace and love. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Let's go. Um, Howard from New Haven. Howard, what's going on? Yo, what's up, man? What's up? Hey, listen, I know it was a tough one. Hey, uh, Ashley, shout out to you, Ashley. You, you, you're hitting it all, all cylinders today. I know your New York heart and everything. But, um, you know, I know we got to come back on Wednesday. You know, uh, everybody's standing around. I just want to point out, like, you know, I know Randall did a lot of shooting for us, and everybody's standing around watching him shoot. Then, you know, and somebody, we need a team leader that's going to pump them up. You know, you get everybody fired up, you know. And we running out on a lot of double teams, too, leaving guys open, too. You know, and we always one step ahead, you know, picking up everybody, too. But um, that's all I got to say. I know, okay. you know, we're a little excited about us being there. We just got there. It's been a long time. But let's not get beat up, you know. I mean, just let's, let's give it a little good fight and understand where Ashley's coming from. Because he's hitting on all cylinders. He's on fire right now. And, uh, you know, we backpedaling back too much. And I don't, I don't see nobody clapping nobody up. Somebody from the bench or somebody say, okay, hey, Randall, you know what? You What's up with the low post game, you know? And let's get some man ones going. I think yeah. we do. We spend too much time thinking about the trades and the deuces throwing up jump shots. But um, I think, you know, it's our first year. You know, I know everybody's going to hop on Randall. It's New York. You know, we like the media. We, 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 we spoil in a way. We like to win. That's all it is. All right, thanks a lot. Ash, keep up the good job. KT, you do you. DT, thanks. Salute, bro. Salute, man. Just, just watching yeah. Karchak and High Speed Chase on the news here, man. It's just <laughs> going distracted for a second. But, uh, salute Howard from New Haven. CK, you about to say something? No, nah, I was going to say anything. Okay, okay, okay. Are right, we going to go rapid fire calls before we wrap up? Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up on the free squad, and we will um, salute the rest of the super chats that have come in. Great show, everybody, as usual. Um, still got over a thousand people in here on the check-in, man. So make sure you guys are uh, so, uh, hitting that thumbs up, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel as well. Remember, the show is also presented by Manscaped. As usual, go to manscaped.com, enter promo code NYX for 20% off plus free shipping, and that's on the Lawnmower 4.0, brand new state-of-the-art Lawnmower 4.0, and more products at manscaped.com, promo code NYX for 20% off plus free shipping. Christopher from Oklahoma. Christopher, how you doing, man? Hey, guys. I'm a big Donda fan and a New York Knicks fan. I've been a Knicks fan since 2012 when Carmel Anthony was on the team. And I can I give 
my take on the game. Yeah, sure. CP and that. Yeah, of course, of course. What do you think about the game, bro? I think the it was the I loved game one, but uh, game two and Elena, you gotta give uh, Elena credit because they did a good job shooting the free. And I say Randall and Bullock are in a slump. I just think they're in a slump right now. But I think they're going to get out of it. And let's go win game five and bring it uh, back for game six. And hey, Apps, can I tell Apps something real quick? Sure, sure. Hey, Apps. Hi. If you're listening. It's very nice to meet you, CP and Nice to meet you too, man. I'm a friend. I'm a friend of Jay Boogie. Okay. We oh, chat cool. sometimes. All right. And he asked, I was born March 10th, 1999. I will turn 23 next year. Okay. And asked, I think you're very beautiful. Oh. I love your smile and laugh. Thank you. Thank for showing love to the squad, man. JJ from Brooklyn. JJ, what's going on, bro? Yo, yo, what's good? How's everyone doing? Good, bro. How you doing, bro? All right, man. I hope Atlanta's treating you well. Besides the two, yeah, always, man. I hope you at least enjoy it. Show them away from home, man. I wish the results were different, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple things, man. The thing with Randall that's really frustrating me is. He's letting the offense affect his defense. If you notice, like, his defense has been horrible. He's not getting out to shooters, you know, behind the three-point line, whether it's Collins or Gallinari or Hunter. And just everything about him is just bad right now, offensively, defensively. You know, you're just in a bad mind frame right now, and it's going to be tough to get out of it. But, you know, and the thing, we just get nothing from the bench either because quickly giving us zero. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just tough, man. I think when Rose, I think he died out. I think, you know, he seemed a little banged up in the second yeah. half. He didn't give us anything. And, uh, you know, it's just, they have just so much, they just have so much firepower. It's pretty ridiculous. They're coming up the bench with Gallo and Lou Williams. So we just, we got to just get the ones to Garnin and hope, hope to steal one in Atlanta. But Still why is everyone just acting like it's over? Oh, it was a good season. It's not over. You never right. know what could happen. Right. That's the thing in there and see what we could do. And the, the RJ thing, too, everyone was saying on him. I thought he was really good today. I thought, I thought RJ had a good game. He was probably his best game. Yeah, he was the best series, 100%. Great, great, great call, man. I thought that was RJ's best game this season, for sure. Yeah. Um, a couple more calls before we wrap. CK, you want to say something? Go ahead, bro. No, I was, I'm just glad that he's gained some love. That was, like, the second call of all the calls we've had that gave him some respect. Uh, I, I, I think, you know, the circumstances suck because we lost, so you don't want to look at this, that, and the third. But... I feel like for the series he's had in his first playoff series in his career, I thought he had a good game today. Turned it around, shot 53% from the field, so I'm glad. Yeah, I just wanted to be glad he got yeah. some love. He deserved it. Yeah, man. So we're going to wrap up with uh, Jeremy, then Hector. Jeremy, what's going on? Just want to shout out to y'all. Everything y'all do, I appreciate it. Salute, Salute man. Smart Knicks fan. Smart ones. Um, I just want to say I don't really understand the Knicks' rotations and defense right now. Um, we went from being one of the best three-point defending teams in the league to now looking like we don't know how to guard three-point line. I don't know why we're packing in the paint on a team full of shooters. I just want to say that. It's very confusing to me. And also, I just want to say I don't recognize this team team myself throughout the 72 games. It seems like we have no heart anymore. We have Atlanta coming in here, showboating. They have all the swag that 
I thought we had coming into this series. That's what I thought was going to be hard for him. Our fight, our will, and we're not fighting. Every game we come out here, we look lost. We look timid. We look, I don't know this team. Like, I, I told my boys, we look like Brooklyn. We don't look like New York. And I don't appreciate that. So I need us, these guys come out with game five. I'm not saying it's over yet. They might be better, but they're not that much better than us. We are better fighters than us. Showing it. We're not showing that grit and determination. And yeah, that's all I got to say. Stop with all the common sex and talk. Let's get zone in New York. DK, I see you. Thank you very much. Best call. Fives. I was I was already going to give him a five. That just made it at 12 right there. Let's go. Good call. Isn't Good call. that call. what I've been saying all show? That's literally what I've been saying all show. Thank you so much for somebody else seeing it. It's not necessarily if you lose, it's how you lose. You look a hot mess out there yeah. there's no remnants of the team that got the fourth seed in this series i don't see them even in the game that we won i barely saw them i saw them in spurts there's no grit there's no determination there's no hunger there's mental mistakes you're not even playing fundamental basketball you're not getting the easy shots you're not even attempting to play the defense that got you here there's nothing that is remnant of the new york knicks team that that I have been following for the past 72 games this season that got to the number four seed in the Eastern Conference. I don't see it. I, I've been waiting. I just don't see it. Don't know where they are. We're, we're coming up on the two-hour mark, so we want to wrap up uh, quickly. Hector from Harlem. Go ahead, Hector. How you doing? Before we close out, I want y'all to give a thumbs up to the boys of the Orange and Blue, CP and CK. Shout out to y'all. Sure, sure. I also want to give a shout out to Ash. I got the chance to check out that New York Times feature. You were awesome. Congratulations. <clears throat> On your Thank future you. endeavors, also. But as far as the game, um, CP, um, CK, we talked about this on Friday. Um, I'm gonna go rapid fire with it. Uh, today, I, we've allowed one man to dictate the entire tempo of this series. Period. We know mm-hmm. who he is. I think that it's like what you said on Friday. Um, it's not Julius's fault. I know Ash covered that today, but it's not Julius's fault. It it can't be all his fault. But today, um, there was one possession that let me know exactly where this um, entire game was going. And it was one offensive rebound where usually he would cop an and one on those, and he couldn't even put it back in. Yeah. And I knew, yeah, oh, it's yeah, going to be a disaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing is um, uh, there was one caller who said um, we should start um, Frank because I think Derek should come off the bench. That's not going to happen. We have no offensive transition. If it's not for Derek, we're not going to open up the floor. Um, the, there's no, there's nobody to open up the second tier guys. So I don't know where that idea comes from. We need a legitimate point guard in New York. Period. I know people have been throwing out um, Lonzo. I heard another person say Norman Powell. You guys know where I'm going with this. I'm shooting for the stars. I don't care. Damian Lillard Damian has Lillard. to come. <laughs> I don't care if it's a reach. I don't, I don't care what we have to do. I will send a package over to Portland. Blow it up. We want Damian Lillard. But, as always, you guys make me proud. Shout out to you guys. Go, Nick. We're winning in the seven. Let's do this. Hector, let's go, man. Salute Hector. Salute Hawkins. Wash Heights, everybody up there, man. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to go to the closer now. Great show despite everything, man. We, in the meantime, salute to Dell Wilson's Super Chat. He says, uh, this year we, we established a system. Now we have to upgrade and plug better pieces into some of that those roles. Hashtag just to start. Tom Herrera. Well, Super Chat. Rant. oh, yeah, sorry. Go. No, go ahead. No, 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 no. go ahead. I was going to um, say, in the meantime, if you guys wanted me to um, give you what Knicks fans said that they would trade for Damian Lillard, I have that information right here. <laughs> oh, my God. What? 
I'm actually curious. I, 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 I posted <laughs> this photo. I posted this photo. Someone did like one of those mock jersey thingies. Oh God! Yeah, you see Photoshop. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So listen to some of these trades that people are willing to make for Damian Lillard. Oh Lord! Here we go. <laughs> this is these. Some of them are pretty wild. All right, so somebody said, I'm willing to give up IQ, Frank, Knox, and three to four first picks for number one pick being a swap. Someone said, Knox, Frank, Mitch, and picks. I'm only adding Mitch because I can see we can survive without him. Someone said, IQ, Obi, Frank, Knox, and four first rounders. Yeah. <laughs> um, someone said, everyone and anyone not named RJ and Randall. Um, Mitch, IQ, Knox, and any picks that they want. Um, yeah, so, Obi's up for trades. We got Knox, we got, um, we got IQ, we got a few people. Anybody who's not named RJ and, and Randall are apparently up for that trade, so that's interesting. I mean, it's unfortunate (laughs) because for a trade for Damian Lillard, some of those names are definitely going to be thrown in there. But what's what got me are those four draft picks in the future. I'm like, (laughs) were you not watching Knicks basketball in the in like the early 2000s? Like, you want to go back there again? Do you want to do this again? I don't know. That's 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 wild to me, man. Crazy. Um, Salute Oakland Raiders on the super chat. Salute Booker 6102. Uh, Taya Clay says uh, uh, Mitch would change the series. Legitimate lob threat. Nerlens can't catch. Yeah, we saw a bad turnover by him early in the game, and Taj plays below the rim. You don't need a stretch five necessarily. Uh, I think in certain aspects it would help, especially the way Julius plays, but there's no doubt that uh, Mitch was missed in this series badly. Uh, looks like Jay Boogie's having technical difficulties. Maybe we'll get him on. We're going to link up with him later on anyway, so maybe we'll just get him on a, a video or something to get his thoughts later on. Um, Franz, France Metellus sends a super chat. Says we're an incomplete team, just something to build on. Shout out to Oakland Raiders for the super chat. Um, e the everyday vapor. All right, an interesting name. Says we need to take uh, away one of Trey's options. You can't let him do everything. Either make him a volume shooter or beat us, or make him uh, make him have to pass. Alan Berman sends a super chat. Says salute. This one hurt. Uh, but at least we don't pump in crowd noise because our fans are trash. Couldn't believe I they needed it, to do that stuff for a playoff game. I SMH. Uh, Jean-Marc, appreciate it. NYK31, appreciate it. K-Marco, uh, Tian Henry, I got that one. Tay Clay got that one. Who else? Simon Barr. That one. Mosel got it. Dylan Alex says uh, Giannis. Prediction. I don't, I don't know about that. Um... Above the rim says, I'm sorry, if you can't get on your high horse and cheer for your team, you are cancer on the team. He's basically sitting as far away from the team like Leon West in Houston. He's talking about Alfred Payton. And, yeah, I did take a, a video of, of uh, the end of the second half. It was just noticeable. You know, Payton was, was hanging out at the end of the bench. It's what he does at MSG. It's what he does this on is the road. weird, man. Like, not even near a coach, you know, it, yeah. or another play. Like, I don't know. It's To me, it's just odd. He's I, not in. He's it's, checked out. He's got to be, bro. He's checked out. His yeah. feelings are hurt. His 100%. feelings are hurt. He probably doesn't, not only are his feelings hurt, he probably doesn't get the support from the guys because they have other things to be concerned about. They have other issues. They're more worried about the people who are playing, um, unfortunately. And, 
you know, he probably feels like his team has given up on him and in a sense that they have. So he's, you know, he's just, he's probably. I get all that, but, like, imagine poor Frank. Like, this guy for four years has been dealing with similar stuff. Like, he goes out there, gets killed every every other game he plays bad, get here the same thing from separate separate coaches that don't want to give him a chance. I don't don't know. You're right. Everybody's different. I just – I don't know. Theo doesn't do that. Yeah, you, you, you don't think Mama Pinson, Papa Pinson want to see him out you there? You know what playing? I mean? You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I, it's just, I don't Pinson know. is out there coaching out there with Tibbs. He's, He's making the court. most of his situation. Right, right, right. I, I don't know. It's Every just, game. I don't know. It, oh, it is what it is. It's a business. Right. Above the rim, Sultan Above the Rim says, Fax CP, too much to overcome, Ask CP and CK. Name an unstoppable playbook we can hang our hat on. We have a lot of rhythm players on the bench. His love affair with Elf and Bullock killed us. Uh, some from BK appreciate it. We got Chucks in there, Paul Robinson. We got uh, Daron Visual Variant. Says it's not necessarily more talent if everyone put up the same numbers from the season. We're in the series if if, if we're in the series if not winning. We are getting out coached now. Players have zero confidence. The MLB says the cats out the bag. We obviously need to be patient. Two of our draft picks in the last three years are not rotation players. Frank uh, Knox. That's fair. Um, Chuck D says, I can't. Okay, I got that, Chuck. Appreciate it. JD says, shout out to the crew. Um, okay, I got that super chat as well. Salute to JD. Salute Bruce Lee. Got those, those. Kenny Williams says, I still believe the future is bright with these Knicks. Had to play the cards right in the offseason. I still believe we have had a successful season. Uh, Young DA says, easier said than done. ATL more physical than you guys are giving credit. Charlie, so I'd say Hunter's a big factor. Charlie, appreciate you, Charlie. He says, I don't understand how he didn't take advantage and switch on Trey on offense to bully him up and open up opportunities. We look so lost with no offensive plan. We haven't seen it mostly, and I don't think we'll ever see it this series. Fat Boy with Kicks says, uh, oh, you read that one. You read that super chat. He was blaming me for, for being at the game. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Paul Robinson's Ash is right. He choked, still signed him to a max and had a better player than him so that he doesn't have all the pressure. He will help us still. Uh, CK, how are we looking on the clock? Uh, nine minutes. Okay. Eight minutes. Oh, right. Okay, all right, we good. Uh, Michael Parker says, Julius, like a playoff dominance, will have uh, several ramifications on his bag. He is losing contract leverage by the minute. He seems a bit emotional. Um, blah, 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 blah. Steve Verna, so Steve Verna. Uh, so Dylan Allen, so Super Chat. Steve Verna says, um, we should be up 3-1, not down 3-1. Uh, games one and three were winnable if if Randall, RJ, and Randall showed a pulse. Dylan Allison says, Super Chat, he says, blame this loss on Ash. <laughs> she said, Howarth and the Spurs are in Cancun, which took away the Spurs winning energy. I was going to give y'all well, see you in Cancun soon. Alright. Uh, Petrie Ministry says, Trey dropping 40 and 12 in the Garden Watch. Alright, so the Hawks fans are loving Knicks fan TV, man. They're, they're, they're yeah, shout out, man. And everything, man. You know, so, all right, so whatever. <laughs> Money Mark says, let's get this W. says, Knicks Nation, stand up. Uh, he says, give Frank minutes. Salute to Knicks Fan TV. Salute to him. All right, let me hear what uh, Dave has to say. Dave says, um, okay, so, Jay Boogie, having technical difficulties. All right, so let's just wrap it up okay. for tonight. Sounds and good. we will be back Wednesday. I'll be back Tuesday, matter of fact, to announce the giveaway winner. So remember, go to KnicksFanTV.com. Sign up for the giveaway. We're giving away two tickets. Once again, two tickets to Game 5 at MSG. That is going to be on Wednesday, June 2nd, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So make sure that you guys sign up. They are vaccinated. Only tickets. You have to be vaccinated and be able to show proof of vaccination. 
with your ID. Also, on in that package is also going to be a $200 gift card to the NBA store, man. So it's a great deal. Don't miss it. And once again, that is sponsored by my guys at Forzano Law Firm. So without further ado, um, CK, go ahead and, and uh, sign out. Uh-oh. So, I mean, yeah, yo, what's up? You're going to see the bottom of my face, but you know, it's been that kind of night with the way that this game has been. But, you know, um, we got a lot of, lot of time to rest up, a lot of time to uh, get things figured out. I feel good about this team one game at a time, and I think that's the attitude we all have to have going into uh, game five now. I'm just game four again. But, um, like I said, it's your boy CK2K. You can find me everywhere at CK2K here on YouTube, over on Twitter, Twitch, wherever the case may be. And uh, let's have fun here, man. Knicks Fan TV, let's ride it out. Game 7, baby. We got it. Ashley? All right, guys, listen, it's not over till it's over, all right? We got another game. It's at home. Defend home court. Play your game. Stick to the fundamentals. We got this. We're not going out sad. We're not going out sad at home. That's for damn sure. Um, For everybody asking about the shirt, it's just the same shirt that the players wear when they're warming up. So everyone who's asking about that during the show, um, I think you can get it in the NBA store. Um, It's sold. I think some of them are sold out. But, yeah, that's the shirt. And um, as always, you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Ash Nicole Moss. And we'll be back. Game five. We got this. I'm speaking it to the basketball guys. We're taking home a win back to Atlanta. And um, the series is going six. So, at least. Oh, let's go. And once again, man, salute to everybody for joining us. Uh, tough loss, tough loss. See if we bounce back at MSG. Remember, this show is available in podcast format as well. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the major platforms under Knicks Fan TV. So no reason to miss it. If you missed it live, you can always catch it on the replay. Salute to the replay gang that might be watching us uh, later on today as we run these throughout the night. And also as well uh, in podcast format. Remember to subscribe to the channel. Follow Knicks Fan TV on Instagram, Twitter as, as well. And uh, and we'll see you guys Tuesday, man. One lucky winner is going to the Garden, or, or two lucky winners going to the Garden with tickets to Game Five plus a two hundred dollar gift card to the NBA store, man. So good luck to you guys. Go to NicksFanTV.com and sign up. And we'll see you guys Tuesday, man. Peace. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Seth Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.